You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. Welcome, officially. Happy Monday. Thank you guys for taking time out of your evening to sit here and meditate together. I'm so happy to get to do this with you. So about, I think, two months ago, it was about two months ago, I started dreaming about spiders. And the first dream was like actually about, like the plot was about a spider. There's a spider in the house. I was trying to decide if I should kill it or get it out of the house gently. So like the whole dream. And then quite literally every night thereafter for several weeks, there was a spider in every dream I could remember. Sometimes it was like the protagonist of the dream. Sometimes it was just like randomly in the background. And later the next day, I'd be like, oh my God, there was a spider in that dream. Sometimes I was doing like, I was like weaving in a dream, right? So I was like the spider-like thing. There were spiders in all the dreams. And then not long ago, a couple days ago, truthfully, I suddenly remembered in Kim Cran's recent graphic memoir, Blossoms and Bones, she has a prayer called the Spider's Prayer. And I wanted to read that tonight. So the Spider's Prayer from Kim Cran's. Tangled or tattered, precise or perfect, here I am in the web of my life. I am not trapped by it. I am the maker of it. And when the morning wind has had its way, my task will be to weave again. My task will be to weave again. And so, you know, this meditation series started right before the election here in the U.S. And we talked about how to be with the unknown without immediately falling into fear. And then it seems like a lifetime passed and it was last Monday and it was the week after the election. And we talked about nourishment and taking care of ourselves after a prolonged period of stress. And now tonight, I'm gonna talk about how we continue on, how we continue to weave and reweave the web and how we do that with an element of fierceness. And I feel like it might be an odd word to use in a meditation class, fierceness, but it is entirely appropriate in my opinion. And in fact, I think a necessary component of our meditation practices, because we're all, you know, walking a path right? Like we're all living out the life that is unfolding as we maneuver each day. And some of us are, you know, completely asleep to the path and just sort of being pushed along by the crowd. And some of us will stomp and pout and dig our heels in and refuse to move an inch on the path. 
And some of us will take a few steps forward and a few steps backwards and kind of do that little back and forth dance. Some of us will run full speed ahead. And I think probably most likely all of us will do some combination thereof for our lifetimes. But we're all on this path. And I think that the work, our work, especially in this moment, is the work of gathering our courage and staying fiercely awake on the path so that we don't fall asleep, so that we don't sit down and not move, so that we don't just get off the path and sit on the side, right? So that we keep intentionally putting one foot in front of the other. And that fierceness comes in the form of courage. It comes in the form of love. It comes in the form of engagement. It comes in the form of staying committed to the practice, even when, especially when, we might be feeling tired. And, it, you know, if you have practiced me, you have heard me say this a hundred times because I think it's one of my favorite phrases, favorite comments I've ever heard spoken by a fellow yoga teacher. And he said, best not to get on this path because once you do, you can't get off. Right? Like, <laughs> it's so true. It's so terrible to say, but it's so true because once you're awake, it's hard. We have to feel the pains and we have to witness the suffering. We have to struggle with our own ability to move forward and our you know, tendency to get stuck and fall backwards. It's not always comfortable. And yet, when we're committed to staying fiercely awake, we are moving forward, right? With intentionality. When I think of fierceness, I can't help but think of Stacey Abrams, you know? Yeah. All my Atlanta people are like nodding. But I'm going to set the stage here because there's a lot of podcast listeners that are even from out of the country. So let's set the stage for who Stacey Abrams is. So Stacey Abrams ran for governor 2018 and she lost by a tiny margin. She lost. And the Republican who won was the then Secretary of State who oversaw the election. And during his span of Secretary of State, he purged almost 700,000 registered voters amidst widespread claims of voter suppression, but he won. And so Stacey Abrams, as she very famously now said in an article in Vogue, she said after losing the election, I sat Shiva for 10 days and then I started plotting. And when she emerged from that 10 days of stillness, that 10 days of mourning, she created a nonprofit dedicated to upholding voter rights and has spent the last two years working tirelessly to make sure that those who have the right to vote can vote. And she's traveled the country giving speeches. We heard heard from her in many of the candidate speeches over uh, the last year or so. And, you know, the results sort of speak for themselves. She turned Georgia blue, right? Georgia was blue in this election, And it hasn't been that way since 1992. 
And I think that this is what courage is. This courage looks like failing, like getting still and listening, and then moving forward with fierce determination. In essence, fierceness is reclaiming our intuition, and it's using that intuition for wise action. Fierceness is reclaiming our intuition and using it for wise action. And we do this even within our meditation practice. Because we sit down, we get still. We remember how to listen. We trust what we hear. And then when we get up off that meditation cushion, we have a course of action in front of us. Right? It's inspired, it's informed by what we glean on the meditation cushion. And I don't necessarily mean this so literally. I don't necessarily mean you're going to sit and meditate and get, you know, this magical idea of what you're here to do for your life's purpose or the next career move or the next page of the novel. It's not that literal. But what it is is following the thread of feeling following the sense of knowing, and allowing yourself the space for things to show themselves to you. Because so often our tendency, especially when we think about like fierceness and fierce determination and moving forward, like that has such an edge to it. Like I have to go and I have to go quickly, right? We were like laughing about kids earlier and I was helping my son with a project today And he was like having to color in lines and, you know, he's only five. So coloring in lines is still a new thing and it's hard to do. And he's like trying to do it so quickly. And I kept saying over and over again, there's no rush. Like you have, you have all day to color. There's no rush. And he goes, mom, in my head, all I can hear is go, 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 go. And I, like, I love the little wisdom of children, right? Because they just speak the truth and don't even realize it. How many of you were just like, oh my God, all day long in my head, what I'm hearing is go, 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 right? We are. That's what we hear because we've learned it our whole lives. Go. And this fierceness is not the fierceness of run. This fierceness is sit down and don't move until you hear what you're supposed to hear. You know, I think this is a really interesting thing and I even debated if I was going to say it. I'm going to say it, and then we're going to meditate. You know, I teach a lot that you only need 10 minutes a day. I teach that a lot. And I, for years, practiced for 10 minutes a day. And I really believe that 10 minutes a day makes a difference. You can meditate 10 minutes a day and feel significant change from that practice. And when life allows it to happen, if you sit long enough, you get what you came for. But you got to sit long enough, right? So when your life allows, this is not to say you have to do it every single day. I promise you don't. 
But when your life allows, if you have some freedom to sit down and just stay without a timer and see what happens, I think you'll be surprised. It's fascinating because you'll see these little mini cycles that happen in your practice, right? Where you kind of go through what you know to go through, the familiar feelings. It takes about 10 minutes even just to start getting quiet in our brains, right? So we kind of get there and likely you'll feel like a nice quiet and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. And then it gets busy again and maybe even a little more uncomfortable than it did in the beginning. And if you can ride through that, then it gets really quiet, right? Maybe around the 20 minute mark is my guess for most of us. And then you just, it might even be two minutes past the 20 minute mark that you end up sitting, who knows? But you stay until you get the intuition, you get the wisdom, you feel complete. And if you're meditating with me, you know how to meditate for 20 minutes because that's what we do together. We're gonna do that now. And if you have time in this week, what I encourage you to do is sit down at least once without a timer. Practice and see what happens. Yeah? All right. So let's sit for our 20 minutes. Take a minute to get comfortable here. So if you're already seated, wiggle around for a second. Let your legs get comfortable. If you're in a chair, your feet will come down flat on the earth. If you want to sit down on the ground, you can let your legs cross. Let your hands rest onto your lap. Let your eyes close. And together, take a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. And we're just gonna do that once more. So you're gonna inhale deeply. Exhale out a sigh. And allow your breath just to flow. Taking a minute to invite yourself into your practice. Silently saying, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And let yourself just slide into that practice. Giving yourself over to the weight of the moment. Feel your thighs relax. Your hips. Let your spine lift up and lengthen. Crown of the head reaching up and back. Feeling a wave of softness wash through the face. Creating space between your eyebrows. Let your eyes settle into their sockets.
and relaxing along the hinge of the jaw. the inside of the cheeks, and even the tongue. And feeling breath move down the sides of the neck and out across your shoulders. Feeling your chest rise and fall. And just letting yourself feel as if you could let go through the muscles and the chest. Feel the belly expanding, contracting as you breathe. Not because you're forcing it, but rather because you're letting go. Noticing, feeling how your breath moves into the body. And how your breath moves out of the body. Sitting Shiva is a Jewish traditional state of mourning. And in the same tradition, when one visits a grave rather than leaving flowers, they leave a stone. stone because it's eternal. A stone that spans countless human lives. And as we sit and we breathe, the almost imperceptible pulse of breath you might just invite yourself to let go like a stone 
landing here with no plans to move. Laughing at any urge to go. Rather, we sit still. not moving a muscle. All of our awareness resting on the breath. Letting each circle of breath pull you deeper into a state of listening. Listening to your thoughts. Listening to your feelings. listening to the intuition that arises. We'll sit in silence here together.
tattered, precise or perfect. Here I am in the web of my life. I am not trapped by it. I am the maker of it. And when the morning wind has had its way, my task will be to weave again. Feeling your breath here for one last minute. sit still. We trust the wisdom that arises, allowing us to continually repair and remake our webs. And most importantly, we continue on our paths, placing one fierce foot in front of the next. Draw in a deep breath now. Exhale out a sigh. Wiggling into your fingers and your toes. When you're ready, bring those palms together. Rub your hands together. Rub until you feel heat and friction between those palms anywhere you want to place your palms this evening, over your eyes, over your heart, whatever feels right for you. Taking just a moment to feel that heat penetrating through skin, through muscle, through bone, right into the very essence of you. And only when you feel ready will you let your hands fall away, will you blink your eyes open, releasing your practice. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, And there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces. And better yet, if you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com, you get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett.com. M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T dot com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.